You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is one of the shows that gets me doing my outdoor thing. I'm here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, who's always shocked and amazed. I can actually do something in the outdoors. And there's no better place to do it than Zion National Park, which is what this episode is about. It is so beautiful that I think you can get anybody outdoors here because it just draws you out. You want to go look at all these beautiful cliffs rising up above you when you're in the park. That's true. And as he says, anyone, he gives me the glare, meaning (laughs) this is a girl who thought the Narrows was something, you know, when it's a busy shopping day and how you can't get to the shoe (laughs) aisle. So this is a whole new experience, another episode that's bringing my inner outer girl to surface. I've been to Zion in the past, have not been in a few years, forgot just how utterly beautiful it was when you get back here and you walk out the door and you're just looking up at these beautiful cliffs rising up above you and you're doing these hikes with spectacular views and there's all these water features and just everything about it. This is something Jeff kept to himself because if I had known how gorgeous Zion's was, we would have gone there a long time ago. And we're going to talk about this later in the show, but our experience is that we were actually covering something else and ended up getting into Zion's late at night and woke up to an amazing surprise, which we'll talk about later on the show. Today we're going to be interviewing Scott Rollins with Zion Adventure Company. That's one of the outfitters here in the area. To talk who knows about. everything about the outdoors. We're also going to be talking with Colin Dockstatter, who is the owner of the Cliff Rose Lodge. Just one of the many great accommodation features you can find here. But what's so great about Colin is that he's a local person there and he knows everything about accommodations there, uh, anything from bed and breakfast to motels to boutique lodges, and he knows a lot about the dining, so we're going to talk about dining with him as well. Mostly the hotels and dining we're going to be talking about are going to be in Springdale, which is this cute little town just outside the park. There are places you can stay and places you can eat inside the park, but uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Springdale just outside the park. Because that's where the majority of places people do stay and eat are right outside the park because there's not as much inside the park. As always, you can get more information by checking out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll have a hot sheet there attached to today's show where you can get contact information for places we're talking about. You can also follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade, or you can like us on Facebook. Yay, do all of those. We love to keep up with you guys. If you have any questions about Zions, we'd love to answer them. Coming up next, we have Hot Topics in Travel. I have a Hot Topics so potentially shocking that I'm <laughs> I'm worried you're going to pass out and I'm going to have to complete this show on my own. You may have to. You may <laughs> so. have to. Jeff loves to keep his little secrets when it comes to Hot Topics. But yes, that's what we'll be doing up next. Stay tuned. You are listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back with more Zions right after this. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up this week, picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. Here with my co-host, my partner in the outdoors crime, Jeff Griffin. We're talking about beautiful Zion National Park this week. Gorgeous Zion's National Park. But before we get to that, we need to do hot topics and travel. Popular movie and TV themes are dystopian futures, like where 
people are living in the future, but like there's no electricity or there's no <laughs> gasoline or the world has been, the polar ice caps have melted and there's only mm. water. Yeah. Or there's children hunting each other for polar <laughs> Jeff's already going, how is she going to survive in that kind of an environment? <laughs> well, this this is one where I am worried about how are you going to survive. <laughs> I'm okay. talking about a dystopian future where there is no room service. What? I love room service. As a matter of fact, on our bio, we write these bios for our media kits and different things. And my joke is that I'll eat at a, at a street cart vendor so I can save my money and splurge on room service. Some people think it's a, going to be a thing of the past. Why? Like newspapers. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? The Hilton in Midtown New York City. Yeah. Manhattan. Me and he Recently announced they are getting rid of room service. No, why? They said it's just not a cost-effective thing to do. Okay, the, <laughs> people, come. It doesn't. How much it, does it cost any more than somebody coming to get your luggage it's, at your room? Well, no, it costs us more. Well, it costs the patrons yeah. more. Ugh, for whatever people. reason, they said there just wasn't that much of a demand for it. Oh, that's true. People are busy and they don't. I mean, it's kind of more of a luxury than that, it is. Right. And I think we've talked in the past about how um, during the recession, a lot of the big hotel chains kind of dropped their prices. People who hadn't been staying at the nice right. up, upscale we're places different. were trying yeah. something different. As the economy has come back, people are traveling, but they're doing it. They're going places, but they're not spending as much money while they're there. So huh. I think... You know, they might still be going to the nice hotel because they got used to it, but they're not ordering room service. I'm going to have to think yeah. about this. This, require, this requires ponder well, and prayer. Well, here's, here's <laughs> the interesting thing. Is, I mean, it's one thing if it happens somewhere, but when it happens in, you know, Manhattan, it sort of like starts the domino effect. Is, are That's other true. people okay, going to okay, start Okay, but wait, I'm going I'm to bring back Manhattan here because the one thing about Manhattan is, okay, you're there, you're there. And you're you're going 24/7 anyway, and you really don't have you're not sitting in your room, and you're running to a business meeting, and you're grabbing a bagel on the street. But I, I could actually almost kind of see that. But what I can't give up is when I order room service. It's when we go to a resort, like when I want to relax, indulge, and be at a resort. The problem is one person does it, and they all start doing it. The folks at the Hilton there in New York are predicting that there will someday most hotels won't offer room service. Now, other people have come out and said, no, that's crazy. We're always going to offer it. I do see well, what you're saying. One of the things is, you, have to, uh, you have to have to get a certain rating is room service. I don't know if you knew that, but I did not. You, yes, you do. Well, yeah, I think it. I think it is one thing. Yeah, if you're in Manhattan and you can walk out the door and find a bagel place open at 3 a.m. Right. Um, where it's another thing if you're out in a resort somewhere and and you don't feel like going to the restaurant, you can get. You want your pancakes yeah. in bed. It is one of those luxuries when you travel that that feels like a you know like wow I'm really on vacation. No, it's true. And, to get room service, particularly breakfast, for some reason for me. Yeah, no, no. I was gonna say, and the funny thing is, if you look at the price of breakfast compared to any a steak dinner, you are paying proportionately more for breakfast. More for pancakes. Yeah, than more for, for pancakes than mignon. steak. Yes, <laughs> a, amen. And I mean that's because people like me don't care when it comes to like when I. Not that I do it all the time, but when I want my when I want room service, I just want it. You want, there you go. You want what you want when you want it. Okay, we're gonna have to start another. I think this is one of our other petitions. We're gonna have to start on change.org. Don't take away the room service. We love it. We love it. Speaking of getting what you want when you want it, 
Up next, we have a great interview with Scott Rollins from Zion Adventure Company. When you get to these beautiful outdoor places like Zion National Park, you want to get out and do things, and you hear about these amazing hikes and different things you can do. And trust me, unless you're really, really, really an expert, you want to get with an outfitter to do some of these things, if nothing else, for just your safety. (laughs) And I will tell you this, the things we did, we all came back alive, and we even had our mini-me's with us. They came back alive. Uh, They took really good care of us at Zion Adventure, and we're going to talk to them right after this. Stay tuned. You are listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. And don't forget to check us out on our website, TravelBrigade.com. You can check out our website as well as any hot sheets from the show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin talking about Zions. It's one of those ing places. You can do everything, biking, canyoneering, hiking, everything that's active. When you teach kids about verbs in school, you ask them, can you put I-N-G at the end of it? Then it's a verb. Well, <laughs> they have all of those at Zion's. There's Zion-ing. So, yes. There's so much to do, and to help you figure it out, you're going to want to get a guide to help you out. We're talking with Zion Adventure Company, and we've got Scott Rollins on the phone with us. Welcome, Scott. Thank you very much for having me. I kind of tease Zion and Moab that they're the places that kind of made me an outdoor girl because I never, I'm a city girl. And I mean, I went to Zion's for my first time and I thought it was the most beautiful place. It's just so gorgeous and you can't help but be drawn into that whole outdoor environment. Yeah, I mean, Zion is pretty amazing. It, uh, we see in the shop on a day to day basis, it definitely brings families together just because the sheer walls of the canyon are mind-blowing and they just put a smile on your face and you can't help but have a great time here and it kind of cues into that adventurous side of your brain and you just kind of you just want more all day you just keep wanting to you just want to adventure more, and you just want to have a great time. That's a great point. When we went out, I, yeah, I didn't want the day to end. And what are some of the most popular activities people like to do in the park? In the park, uh, you're looking at the Zion Narrows. That's one of the most popular activities for a good reason. I mean, it's the largest slot canyon in the world. Uh, you're staring at 300-foot walls while you're hiking in this amazing, beautiful slot canyon. And uh, you're in there for four or five hours, and you're done. And you're exhausted, but you have had one of the best hiking days of probably your life. Uh, the glow off of the walls, that orange glow, is what takes your breath away. Much of the year, you'd be walking through water part of the time. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, you're walking through water. Design Adventure Company, one of our biggest things is we rent out the neoprene socks and these canyoneering shoes that have climbing rubber on the bottom. And they just make it a lot easier for you to walk in the water just because those rocks are bowling ball-sized rocks that are pretty slippery. So we try to make your day a little easier by having those shoes. Now, I know there's some kind of unique restrictions and things. that You guys can only take people so far in and then they have to go on their own? Or Yep. So due to uh, park restrictions, there's no commercial guiding in the park. So we are limited to taking people up to the beginning of Wall Street in Orderville, uh, and then we would have to turn around and come back. 
But, you know, that's limiting us a little bit. But when you're on a guided Narrows trip, you're getting a little more geology and natural history than Narrows with our guide. And, of course, all of our guides are fun to hang out with, so you're getting a good time as well. <laughs> that That is so true, and it does really enhance the experience. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful and it's breathtaking, but to have somebody explaining it to you and pointing things out, I kind of liken it to when you go to an art museum and you get one of those little listening things that you go around <laughs> with and it tells you about the paintings. That's what you guys exactly. are like. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff was trying to implement those there in the park. He made his pitch before he left. <laughs> Push in 202 to learn about the Narrows. <laughs> what are some of the popular activities? I know you guys do a lot of things outside the park as well, and I think people should be aware that you just cross over a line and there's still all this beautiful area surrounding that whole Springdale, southern Utah area. What are some of the things you guys do outside the park? So outside of the park, uh, one of our biggest activities is canyoneering. Because we can't guide in the park, uh, we have found some of the most beautiful canyons on BLM land in southern Utah that we guide in. Those are just technical slot canyons, so you're roping up and you're throwing a harness on and uh, rappelling down ropes and doing a little down climbing. And if you're lucky, you might be able to get into some water and go swimming in some potholes, which is pretty interesting. But we also do mountain biking as well outside the park. Zion is kind of a hidden gem for the mountain bikers in the area. Uh, we're pretty lucky to have Gooseberry Mesa and Gem Trail, and uh, those are considered some of the nicest trails in southern Utah to ride, so we're pretty happy to have those as well. Okay, and you were talking about hikes where you get on ropes and crawl up rocks and things like that, and if, if you're into that, that's great. But one of the things I really love about Zion and the surrounding area is, particularly within the park, the things you can do go from a 1 to a 10 on the scale of how difficult they are. So if you're taking small kids there, you can do, you know, just the hikes up to the pools, which... Or or beginners, or like beginners. myself. Let's just, he wants to say small kids, but he might just be talking I mean, but about you, me. But you can do everything from a half-mile hike to a really beautiful spot to, you know, like we were talking about, the Narrows, you're five hours over large boulders. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's why Zion is so amazing. You have Weeping Rock or Canyon Overlook Trail, and those are a mile-round trip and, you know, a half-an-hour hike. But the outlooks at each of those trails are, you know, equally as amazing as Angel's Landing and Observation Point, which are three- or four-hour hikes with outlooks as well. So even if you have... You're a beginner hiker or you have kids or anything, there is a trail for you in Zion, which is why we love it here so much. And one thing I really loved about working with you guys, we did a hike and bike with you guys there. And the thing that was really nice was our guide gave us some options and he said, you know, we can do mostly hiking, we can do mostly biking, we can do some easy hikes, we can do some harder hikes, we can do hikes where we go get in the water if it's a hot day, <laughs> we can, you really want to see this particular thing. And it was really nice. We just kind of picked out what really worked for us, both in terms of what we wanted to do and what our ability level was. That is with every trip with us. We try to, our guides have a knowledge of every trail, every canyon in uh, Zion. So they kind of present you with a day. You get to pick what you want to do. You go and having an idea, you're going to do this hiking bike, and then you realize you get to pick where you want to hike and bike. And the guide is excited about everything, so he's never let down on what you choose. So that's why we like it so much. If you have a half day or a full day, you could hike up Angel's Landing if you wanted to, or you could just do Emerald Pools and Leaping Rock and all the fun small ones as well. And 
have a great time. That's what we ended up doing. We ended up doing some biking, and then we hiked up Angel's Landing, and it was something I had been designed a number of times before, but had never done it. And with yeah, our mini me, and it was so great. <laughs> Who hadn't hiked up there? Either. Yeah, <laughs> and it was great to do it with a guide. One of these things that that we need to remind people is, unless you're truly an expert, <laughs> be really careful out there. We we were walking up Angel's Landing, which is both a physically and a mentally demanding hike because you're <laughs> overlooking these, you know, you're on some pretty tight areas at some point. But I saw people, when we were coming down, I saw guys starting out and they were wearing jeans and the little hipster pork pie hats and had, had no water. Oh, and, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And, you know, you hear about people all the time. So I, I think having a guide to let you know what to expect, what, you know, and to say, okay, our, our guide was like, he said, you know, if, if we're feeling uncomfortable, let's just turn back because there are these parts of the Angel's Landing hike where you're hanging onto chains <laughs> and you're on these thin <laughs> scrapes of rock and looking down and it's exhilarating, but it can also be, you know, uh, difficult at times. So it was really nice to have a guide along. And, and let me just say, as such a, a beginning outdoor person, I'm just going to say, come on, people, bring some water. Let's just start with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, water in Zion is so important. Even our staff members forget to drink water sometimes. And, man, the next day even, you're still tired from not drinking the water just because it's so hot out here. So that's one of the biggest things is if you're going to go do anything, just bring a bottle of water. Just for us, it's a high adventure, so we don't have to worry about you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking with us, Scott. We will have contact information about Zion Adventure Company on our website on the hot sheet. Just go to our website, travelbrigade.com, and you can find that. Yep, thanks so much for taking us up. We wouldn't have uh, had such a great time without you. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on our website, travelbrigade.com. Follow us at Twitter, at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to our outdoor adventure here at Zions National Park. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. Our adventures in Zion took me to the highs and the lows. <laughs> Emotionally we, or physically? Everything. All, all <laughs> we went and hiked Angel's Landing, which is this incredible hike, and both physically and mentally. Saw these beautiful views of the whole Zion Canyon. But another thing we did with another outfitter there, and there are several outfitters there in Springdale, we went with Zion Rock and Mountain Guides. We went canyoneering with them, and we went to a place called Yankee Doodle, which is outside of the park. Now, the park has certain boundaries, and there are certain rules about who can guide what in the park. Which we don't know the answers to. We're but figuring them out as we go along, go but out, the guides do. Yes. <laughs> but you go outside the park, and there's still all this beautiful landscape, all this beautiful red rock, all these incredible canyons. And we went canyoneering in this place called Yankee Doodle with a guide. It's what's called a technical hike because at certain points you use you know, ropes and you're rappelling down and things. I was going to say, would you – I mean, I, I know people – hear the word canyoneering and we just talked a little bit about it but can you explain what canyoneering is and why it's different than a hike and why it's different than just rappelling and well number one instead of going up you're going down <laughs> you're going from the top of something and going down into this canyon and a lot of times that involves using ropes to rappel or you know you're climbing down on different rocks or different things like that sometimes it will involve going through water because water will run through canyons it's just a whole different experience but 
it's also really fun because you really get this sense of accomplishment. And for me, a person who doesn't like heights or doesn't like standing on top of things and feeling like I'm going to fall down, it was incredibly exhilarating experience to to go down in these canyons and and you really feel this sense of accomplishment after you do it. I was going to say our mini me couldn't wait to like take pictures and put them all over her Facebook. She thought she was just queen of the world going on Angel's Pass and then doing some canyoneering because it's stuff that she's never done before and you don't have to be an expert, and that's one of the reasons you hire these guides right. is because they know their stuff. Yeah, the guy we went with from Zion Rock and Mountain Guides, he you know, knew everything. He'd been through this canyon so many times. He could tell you, oh, two weeks ago this was here, and now it's not. And here you're going to have to step on this rock to get over here. And- yeah, Zion's definitely is one of our cities that uh, that you can do the ings and hiking, biking, canyoneering, any kind of physical activity. It's funny, even just walk down the river, we saw people doing, you know, with walking sticks and they've got, you know, really programs for people who are experts that that know the trails to guides to, you know, even little children's programs with the rangers. I mean, they really kind of have the full gamut. Yeah, I want to emphasize you don't have to go on a five-hour canyoneering trip or hike Angel's Landing to enjoy yourself in Zion. You can do the one-mile hike and you can just walk through the park or just bike through the park and enjoy the beauty. You don't have to be this expert outdoors person or even somebody who wants to go hiking for Well, and I was going to say too, depending on when you're going to visit, um, several times a year and then even National Parks Week is once a year in the spring. But there's several times a year that you can even, you know, don't even have to pay to get into the park and that's all the National Parks. So it's for a person who didn't, who was raised in the city and then on the beaches, National Parks were not something that I did with my family growing up and it's just been amazing to go to some of these parks recently and have these experiences and realize how much the Minimis loved it too. I mean it's just so different than the type of vacations that I did growing up and so I think it's you know really neat. So you can check that out on National Parks. Uh, there are websites, there's several of them. So there are all these incredible things that you can do. You're going to need more than a day to do them. You're going to need a place to stay. <laughs> There's so many different options here in Zion's, as you'll find out coming up next. You can camp, you can stay at a bed and breakfast, you can stay at one of the great boutique hotels, and there's actually even some chain motels that are in town, too. Lots of things to do. We were lucky enough to stay at the Cliff Rose Lodge, which you'll hear about in a minute, but we had a beautiful, nice surprise in the morning because we checked in so late, had no idea what to expect. Had a beautiful surprise in the morning. Stay tuned for that interview. You are listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We've been down here in the southwest. We just did a show in Vegas, going around some of the national parks. We just got back from Zion's. What a beautiful place. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. And right outside of Zion National Park is a beautiful little town called Springdale. And here to tell us more about it is a Springdale native and owner of the Cliff Rose Lodge, 
Colin Dockstader. Welcome, Colin. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us. Colin was so nice to invite us down to the Cliff Rose Lodge. We actually went at night. We were kind of coming up from another place. We had no idea going down in the dark what we were going to wake up to in the morning. This amazing, gorgeous view. Yeah, we got there at night. Like you said, it was dark. And then the next morning we walk out. And I love it when things are even better in person than what you had seen online or were expecting. And in this case, we walked out to this river rushing by and this beautiful valley surrounded by red rocks. The location, Colin, could just not be any better. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. We always tell people how special it is, but until you get there, it doesn't seem to resonate. No, and not only that, but it's kind of deceiving from the little main strip there. I mean, you don't realize what views you're going to have until you actually kind of check in and go down. It's it's kind of really deceiving. It is a total secret from the road, which is which is good and bad, but mostly good. Well, tell us a little bit about the Cliff Rose Lodge <laughs> and how kind of it came to be and what's so special about it. The property was kind of an abandoned agricultural section of the town, and my dad acquired it in the mid-'80s. took a couple years to clean up all the junk along the river. <laughs> but then they terraced it and laid out this beautiful hotel property, and now we have 50 rooms and suites that sit on five acres of lawns and gardens. Um, the flower gardens are really unique because we are in the desert, but you have these just amazing perennial gardens that bloom from April through November. Our rooms range from standard hotel rooms with one or king or two queen beds all the way up to some two-bedroom, two-bathroom, 1,200-square-foot riverside suites. Now, what is that back view when, you know, by those riverside suites and you're looking up at the cliffs and the mountain? What exactly is that called, that area? The most prominent peak that you are looking at is the Watchman, and it's one of the more famous, you know, peaks of the park. And it's really neat because it has different views. And, I mean, so when you're looking at it from the cliff rows, it's got one silhouette to it. Uh-huh. So when you're up in the canyon and you're at the canyon junction looking south down the Virgin River, it has an entirely different silhouette. It almost looks like two different mountains. So that one in particular is, is pretty interesting. But you also have a great view of Bridge Mountain and all the way up as far as Mountain of the Sun. So you have all these peaks that you can see just from one vantage point. Which is and really it is cool. really the closest location you can get to Zion's National um, Park. I was just going to say, what, the other thing that blew me away when I got over the view in the morning was I noticed people walking along on the little pathway there all set up for their day at Zion's. And I was thinking, where are they going? And then figured out it's less than 100 yards, you're at the entrance up there. Right. And so April through October, the main canyon where all the trails, <coughs> the main trails are located, um, is accessed by the shuttle service. And that operates daily from the visitor center. And you can you just leave your car there and you walk right over and hop on the shuttles. For most of the day, they're running every five to ten minutes. So it takes all the stress of parking and driving your car around and just eliminates that. And it really gives you a relaxing experience when you're moving through the canyon. And we're going to put one of the pictures up during the show so you can, it's really hard to describe that view in the back, but it's really gorgeous. Cliff Rose is just one of the many uh, places you can stay while you're there going visiting Zion's Park. I mean, they've got everything available from little B&Bs to places in the park to even some newer motels that are being built. Tell us a little bit about the accommodations people can expect when they come to visit Zion's National Park. Right. So in Springdale, we have 16 hotel properties that range anywhere from 23 rooms all the way up to 144. You have a great conglomerate of independent properties, which is pretty unique for a destination like mm-hmm. Zion National Park. But then you also have some of the typical chain hotels, some choice brands with Quality Inn. Uh, there's a Best Western and a Hampton Inn and a La Quinta just opened as well. Uh-huh. And then on the B- on the B&B side, you have an awesome set of choices. 
there's eight B&Bs in town. Some of them have independent cottages um, all the way down to the Novel House, which is really unique. It has rooms themed after famous authors and writers, oh, wow. which gives you know really kind of different flair to your vacation. Ho- hopefully not Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> and, anyway, all you literary types out there, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Right. And we also offer a few vacation rentals in town as well now. We have one as part of the Quick Rose called the Hummingbird Villa. Uh-huh. And then at Flanagan's, they have Flanagan Villas. So those are two independent um, vacation rentals. Oh, nice. And then down in the center of town, like by Soul Foods Market, is a fourth vacation rental. So those are nice for people looking for a house yeah. instead of just a hotel room. Well, it is interesting because um, when we were there, I think one of the things that I found, you Zions is for everyone. I mean, you, you will find literally people there on their own to do kind of their own zen hiking outdoor experience. You have couples there. You've got groups. There was a group of mature mature ladies that were there that were all there for kind of this big gathering there's families there there's young kids there's really it's really hard to peg that Zions is for a particular type of patron oh I totally agree you know people always ask you know is there going to be something for all of us to do and it's absolutely true what's even you know becoming even more unique is that people are realizing that Springdale is a destination in itself you know Zions amazing but Springdale is just kind of turned into this charming little resort community where, you know, people come back five, six times a year just because they fall in love with Springdale. Sometimes they don't even go in the park. They just hang out in town at the pool. <laughs> well, and that's kind of like what I was saying is when you're talking about the accommodations and here you're talking about all the different, you know, whether it's a B&B or somebody who wants a full house and any gamut in between a boutique hotel. It's not like a place where you go, okay, this is for families or this is for, you know, couples or this is for whatever. And, it's, and it is nice to see such a huge range there. Right. And then also, you know, for people that are interested in camping um, in the national park is the Watchman Campground and the South Campground. The Watchman Campground is open year-round. Uh, the South Campground, they keep open during the peak season from April through October. And then in Springdale, if you have an RV, the Zion Canyon Campground, which also has an associated quality in, um, offers RV spaces as well as tent camping. And then a little further out of town, just southwest in the little community of Virgin, is the Zion River Resort, which is a really nice little RV property right along the Virgin River there. It's only about 10, 15 minutes from town, so it's still pretty convenient. And on those two campgrounds in the park, I believe one is first come, first serve, and the other is by reservation? Reservation. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. And the reservations, if folks are interested in those, they go to nps.gov slash Zion, and there's links and instructions about how to reserve online there. They also, inside the park is the Zion Lodge as well. I didn't mention that in the other hotels. So there well, you know what's interesting about in Zion Lodge? Well. I, I do know some people like to stay right there in the park, but what, the thing that I found interesting is that it's also sort of this mecca of, even if you're not staying there, it's the place to get ice cream or the place to get lunch while you're there at the park. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a place some people do like to stay there, but it also people shouldn't feel like it's just a place to stay, that it's also kind of maybe your little go-to place while you're in the middle of the park. Well, absolutely, and especially with the shuttle system and the way it operates, you can stop in Springdale in the morning, grab breakfast, and even a lot of places do a lunch to go so that you can go up in the canyon and literally hang out all day. Um, you can break it up by going to the lodge, sitting on the grass under the cottonwoods or into the cafe or the restaurant there, and then, you know, keep hiking. You don't have to come out and go back in and spend a really nice day up there and then come back out and relax at one of the hotels in town, hang out by the pool, soak the muscles in the hot tub, and really have a, have a great experience. There 
are so much, you know, we were just going to talk about some dining, but I think we're going to do, Collins, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, talk a little bit about places that you can eat while you're there in Springdale and in the Zions area so people know where to go. We'll do that right when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you got to eat. Next up, you got to eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This week's show on Zions National Park and the surrounding area. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. And we are talking about the charming town of Springdale, located just outside the park. We're talking with Colin Dockstader from the Cliff Roads Lodge there in Springdale. He is also a Springdale native. Welcome back, Colin. Thanks for having me again, you guys. Hey, Colin. We were just long-winded there talking about all the great accommodations, and we wanted to kind of maybe go into some of the dining options there, why people are visiting the park and hanging out in Springdale. Tell us some of your favorite places to go while you're in town. So Springdale's really unique in that it doesn't allow any chain restaurants. We so noticed everything that. In, <laughs> everything in town is an original. Otherwise, it's not allowed to be there. My favorite places in town, I love the Bitten Spur. It's kind of a Mexican Southwest. Uh, they're open for dinner only. Near the park entrance, closer to the Cliff Rose, is the Spotted Dog Cafe at Flanagan, which is excellent. They have breakfast and dinner. In the center of town, you kind of have a, a little conglomerate of dining choices. Oscar's Cafe is a staple of the canyon. Yes. Great breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, newer place right in that area is the Flying Monkey. Yes, yes, everyone was talking about that when we were there. Yeah, Great Wood Fire Pizza. They also have some really good burgers. Deep Creek Coffee Company is a new addition to the canyon, and people just, you know, had rave reviews about that, as well as uh, Mimi's Cafe. Now, their crepes are quickly becoming extremely popular. And Wildcat Willie's offers kind of a cowboy uh, I was just going to mention the bumbleberry pie. Right, yeah, and they are in the bumbleberry facility, and so they've kept the bumbleberry pie alive. Now, are, do bumbleberries grow locally there or something? Is that? <laughs> or is that just... I don't think Jeff read the sign. <laughs> we had bumbleberry taffy, bumbleberry ice cream, and bumbleberry pie, and he still thinks they're actually, I guess we shouldn't give it away. Uh, some... It's a secret. We can't tell you where the bumbleberries are grown. Right, you'll have to come and find that out for yourself. That's, That's... right. We're not, Does we that can't mean that you. bumbleberry bush I bought wasn't real? <laughs> Well, you know, one thing I really loved is, like you were saying, there's all these places kind of together to kind of give people an idea. There's this beautiful national park where millions of people come per year. And then right outside of it is this picturesque little town where you can just kind of walk up and down the street and all these places that you've been talking about. I mean, you could hit most of them within a five-minute walk either way from kind of the middle of town. Right. And another great feature of the shuttle service that um, most people don't understand is that it operates a loop through Springdale and it's a free service and it's designed to help people from the hotels get up to the entrance of the park and walk in but also it helps those at the hotels use it to ride around and check out the restaurants the shops and the great galleries as well again you can leave your car parked and use it to go to dinner that's a great bonus in such a small town to have you know public transportation offered like that and there's lots of little fun places there's a candy shop in town that does some unique stuff and shaved ice and coffee shops but then you're right we noticed right away like there's no mcdonald's in town but everything there has its own unique spin right and then right up at the entrance of the park you have the imax theater complex um which is a great facility in itself and then right next door they have a market where you can grab snacks and sandwiches right before you go into the park and then they also just opened up brand new this spring design king and brew pub yes we went there that was really good that was really good we went there for lunch, yes. The Zion Canyon Brew Cub features the Zion Canyon Brewing Company. 
company. Right next door to that, you also have Cafe Soleil, which is amazing, and the Thai Sapa. So really a just wide array of dining options available. And to give you an idea of the popularity of Oscars, we were there in kind of a shoulder season on a weekday in the mid-afternoon. There was a line out the door at Oscars. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's how devoted people are. <laughs> but that place has defied seasonality. They are busy in the middle of winter and in the middle of summer. It's never a downtime there. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're going to be putting this information that we talked about on our hot sheet for today's show. Yeah, check us out at TravelBrigade.com where you can click on the hot sheet and get some of the information that we've been talking about. You are listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, talking about the beautiful Zions National Park we just got back. Such a beautiful place. Majestic. I love it. Yeah, majestic, exhilarating, stunning, amazing. Pick an adjective that expresses shock and awe. <laughs> and you could apply it to Zion. Visually beautiful. We have come to the point where we've both got to pick our three favorite things about this destination. He said, she said. Yes. She said goes first. I just spoke about this in an interview a couple of minutes ago, but we got in really late we didn't know what to expect. We got to our room at the Cliff Rose, and it was really late at night. We literally could not see anything, and we woke up. We have we could hear the river. By the way, I should say that this is how out of the way Zion and Springdale is and how back to nature it is. Is We couldn't see anything. No. There, there weren't streetlights or lights from no. skyscrapers nearby, or it was black. So when I woke up in the morning, I went to the little porch and I opened a window and I could not, I could already hear the river, so I knew we were close, but I opened up the window or the, the blinds and walked out on the patio and I could not believe the gorgeous view from our patio, which we will put on the show so that people can see it. And I went around the house, like, you know, or the, the place waking everybody up saying, look at the view, look, come look at it. And so that was just so exciting. It was it was just my first real day of being there, and it that was my first experience, and I just loved it. My number three was the shuttles in the park. And oh, yeah. the reason I loved them is, well, number one, they're easy to get on and off and get around and everything like that. But part of our day was spent biking through the park, and it was so nice to just be able to bike along and not have to worry about cars and every once in a while a shuttle no, Normally I'm not through. a biker fan just because when you drive and bike in the same arena – it's not nice to share, but this was nice because it was the opposite of not having cars around so that you could get where you wanted to go. So I, it, it made the biking experience that much more enjoyable. My number two is Springdale. It is the little city that literally touches the border of Zion National Park. So you have Zion National Park, the entrance, and then right on the other foot of that is Springdale. And it is just a really quaint little place. It's very walkable. We had a really good time just walking up and down the main street. Um, you run into everybody that's been at the park, so it's fun. Uh, there's restaurants, there's shops, all sorts of things to do there. And it's just a really fun little, you really feel like you're encompassed in this little town. It's very fun. 
My number two was canyoneering. Growing up, I spent a lot of times outdoors, but I had never really done canyoneering until the last couple of years. Kind of, I would recommend going with a guide and doing a technical hike, and that involves ropes and things like that where you're rappelling down rocks and things. For me, it's kind of a new experience, so it's this whole new challenge, and when you get done with it, you, you really feel like you've accomplished something. I was going to say, anyone can do it, because our mini-me is like barely five feet, and then we have Jeff, who's 6'5", so... It, it's really not meant for one particular person. And 6'5 and incredibly uncoordinated, but <laughs> anybody can do it. Very good. My number one is just the accessibility of the park itself. And just, you know, there's a lot of times that you go to national parks and you're dry. Recently, we were at one and you're driving and driving and driving and driving to get to a spot in the park to see uh, Outlook or to see something in the park. And I just love that it's just right there at you. You can't, I mean, you walk in the park before you even get to the park, you're seeing amazing scenery. And then you literally get in the park, it's just right at you. And it's just amazing, gorgeous, and very accessible. My number one pick from our entire experience at Zion was the hike up to Angel's Landing. I had been to Zion a few times in the past, had always heard about this hike and never had a chance to do it. It's a great hike in that, number one, it's kind of a physically challenging hike. It's also kind of a mentally challenging <laughs> hike because there are points where you're walking along on sort of skinny rock outcroppings holding onto chains that have been put yeah, up Yeah, Minnie Minnie was like, I can't it's, stop. I can't look. I just kept going. <laughs> but boy, once you get up to where you're going, it is just an incredibly stunning view. Everything you've been through was all worth it. So, I was going to say that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. I really felt like that, you know, was touting that you'd done it and it was really great. So if you ever get to Zion, I really recommend that hike among the many, many great hikes that are there. Well, that brings us to the end of our show, Zion's National Park, a beautiful place to go. We hope that you go there on one of your vacations. It's so close to so many other things down there in the Las Vegas area, Zion's. They have this thing called the Grand Circle. There's lots of different places. So make it either a destination in and of itself or a stop along the way. We will be back with another great destination next week. Until then, remember, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please tweet us at Travel Brigade. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.